Hey, you guys. John Rizzi here with uh, my co-host, Chris Decker. Today, we're not in studio. Well, Chris is in studio, but I'm not. I'm on a trip. Um, so we're trying this a little different through Zoom. Hopefully, the quality is okay. Uh, much prefer to be in studio with Chris, but you know, in the end, we want to get this content out to you guys because we think the recovery lifestyle is that important. Practicing these things, learning about these things, being aware of these things, and then working really hard to stay on guard and live the recovery lifestyle, which for us is the three big tenants are um, going to meetings, recovery meetings, uh, <clears throat> going to church, and reading the Bible. Um, these things will really help us keep from relapsing. Uh, they keep us connected to one another. And we think that when we practice these things, we're in a much better place. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? I do. I do. And for the listener, I apologize if at any point the connection breaks up or a word gets missed. Um, like John said, we are recording this virtually, so uh, we're going to give this a shot today. Yeah, let's do it. So we're still talking about intimacy anorexia. Um, this is part five, and we <clears throat> we think that this is really important because this 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 concept of intimacy anorexia. I know in in my recovery, this was a game changer for me and my and my wife, and it really put us on the path to to sustained recovery and healing. And um, I think that I I know I've experienced when guys share, I see these traits coming out. And I, I so I, I like to share about intimacy anorexia. I like to, to bring awareness to this topic. And that's what we're trying to do. And the definition of intimacy anorexia is the active withholding of emotional, spiritual, and sexual intimacy from our spouse. Um, we talked a little, a lot about that definition in previous episodes. So I'd encourage you to go check uh, out parts one through four. Um, we do, we have been unpacking the 10 characteristics of intimacy anorexia. I'll, I'll go through those really quickly. Um, number one is busy. So it's when we're staying so busy that I have little relational time for my, for my wife. Blame when I make it about my partner instead of owning my own issues. When I'm withholding love from my partner, uh, when I'm withholding praise or appreciation from my wife, uh, when I'm withholding sex uh, or withholding spiritually, um, number seven is, is, is feelings. And that's my unwillingness or even inability to discuss my feelings with my wife. Um, number eight is criticism. This is when I have ongoing or ungrounded criticism that's creating isolation and distance between my wife and me. Number nine is anger and silence. So this is when I'm using anger or passive aggressive silence to be controlling and then number 10 is about um, is money when I'm being controlling or shaming uh, around money issues. Um, so we've talked about busy blame, love, praise, and sex. Last week, we spent a lot of time talking about sex. And I, I do want to have one quick follow-up on withholding sex because we spent the whole time talking about um, being sexually anorexic but still having sex uh, and it kind of goes without saying, and we didn't say it. Um, if we're not having sex because I'm giving it away to porn 
or to masturbation or to affair partners or prostitution. Obviously, that's withholding um, because I'm giving my sex away. Um, obviously, that's not a good thing to be doing and mm. certainly falls into the realm of intimacy anorexia and withholding sex. Um, we just thought it was more important to talk about the, the withholding, the more subtle versions of withholding, which is what we talked about last week. And I'd encourage you guys to go listen. But I mean, it's kind of funny, though, Chris, we didn't even really think to, to mention this last week. <laughs> I think we touched on it a little bit, but uh, it's really important to uh, just emphasize this this particular point is that if we're giving away all of that energy to either porn or affairs or prostitutes or going to strip clubs or any, or mass, you know, just masturbation in general, um, that's withholding that connection that, that should be with your spouse in, in this case. And um, yeah, this one's really important. Yeah. Yeah. So it no, it is no longer going without being said. We said it. <laughs> Don't withhold the actual act of sex from your spouse because that can create relational damage as well. So, you want to talk about spirituality? Yeah, let's dive into spirituality today. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we we share a lot and talk a lot. I think in in CR about how men in particular are called to be the spiritual leaders of our families. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and um, to me, that's, that's easier said than done. And, and falling into this trap of withholding spiritually from my wife happens really easily. Um, and, and I don't know if this happens to you, but there'll be times where I It'll be the end of the day. We're getting ready for bed. My wife's tired. I'm tired. I know the Holy Spirit is telling me, you know, we need to end this day in the word and we need to pray. And I don't do it mm -hmm. because of whatever reason. And, and, and the whatever reason is, well, that's withholding. You know, why am I holding that back from my wife? You know, I use the excuse of being too tired or I use the excuse of, of, well, I don't have a good prayer to say. It's like, well, who gets to, who am I to define what a good, I'm just supposed to be talking to God on behalf of me and my wife. Does this ever happen to you, dude? I'm taking some notes um, because I want to be intentional about how I answer this. And the the story is I was not a believer. I was not a Christian in the beginning of my marriage. Um, I self-described as being very spiritual, but I also specifically said when we were married that I did not want Jesus mentioned or involved in our wedding ceremony, even though we had an or we had a pastor marry us because I didn't want to offend either side of my family, the Jewish side or the Catholic side. Mm -hmm. And, and in this case, um, from in my family. And then in this case, my, my wife's family are all Christians. Um, but I had been ex exposed to Christianity because I, I wanted to learn more about, you know, what, what my, my, my wife's world looked like, uh, looked like, um, just a fun fact is that we actually did our premarital counseling with a rabbi. Um, and so <laughs> we have an interesting story here. And I, and I remember specifically telling her, telling my wife and after 
you know, the, the rabbi gave us very clear advice. She said, do not have a mixed religion household because that's going to confuse your children. Mm-hmm. And, and we took that, we took that real, real seriously. And, 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 and um, I want to be clear that I've never been pressured to become a believer or to become a Christian. This all came about through the spirit. It, it, it was all a very natural progression, but I described to my wife, like, Oh, you know, um, I don't care how we raise our kid. Um, you know, I'm spiritual. I believe in God, but not necessarily any particular thing. And so, you know, I want, and, and why am I saying this is because early on in our marriage, uh, my wife told me that I, I want to, I want you to be the spiritual leader of our house. And I didn't know what that meant, but she gave me some clues. He said, you know, that you would have a council of wise Christian men that could give you advice. And, um, and I, and I, you know, I even specifically remember telling her at one point, there's no way I'm ever going to believe in Jesus as God and just stop trying. This is not going to happen. Like I need, you need to be respectful of where I come from. I said those things. Um, And then even in our marriage, you know, although, um, I did not have uh, physical affairs with women. I had emotional affairs and they were spiritual affairs where um, I would engage with other women um, and, and share with them, you know, my perceptions and views of God. And they would share with me theirs. And it got very new age. And, 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 and by crossing that line, I also was not crossing. I also was not being a spiritual leader with my wife. Fast forward to today, I know this is a long story, uh, but fast forward to today, I really do feel that I am playing the role of spiritual leader in our household. And yeah. we do that prayer uh, before every uh, before bed every night. I make sure that our family goes to church on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. um, CR on a weekly basis as a couple, and, and various other things. I know I skipped a lot of pieces of that story, and I'm sure it'll be revealed over time and additional episodes, but the, the initial hesitance and resistance to being the spiritual leader um, really was a direct reflection of not, not being right with God or, or I was being very dual-minded. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't choosing uh, a path. So anyhow, I hope that helps somebody. <laughs> That's great, dude. No, I mean, it, it, it's really cool that, you're taking it seriously, right? Because you're such a stark before and after. Like you literally told your wife, I'm not only do I not know what being a spiritual leader is, like I'm not doing that. I'm just not. And now you've you've taken it and you've taken the bull by the horns and you're doing it. And I'm that that improves the intimacy in your marriage. And, And, you know, when I say intimacy, I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about connection and the fact that you're doing that improves the intimacy in your marriage tremendously. And I, I, I'm certain that if we were to ask your wife about that, that she would agree. 130%. And there's one more area that it shows up that I think I want to be clear about my story and my experience is that initially when my wife and I were in church listening to worship music, um, when we were dating, because I would, I would go with her to her church because I saw what it would do with her is that 
and, and maybe there's other guys out there that are like this is that I thought the worship songs were like love songs. And like, I made my wife, my idol and my God, she mm-hmm. was my girlfriend at the time. And so I would see these worship songs as like being at a concert and I'm like holding her and, you know, maybe a little bit too sexually, you know, in church, listening to these worship songs, my mind is nowhere near God. Yeah. And, um, and I've had to be really specific about, no, when we're in church and it's worship, it's like, yes, I could, I could have you in my arm or something, but like the focus is on God. Like this is not on our marriage right now. We are here to worship God, not each other. So I think that's also part of the the spiritual leadership too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so, I mean, you've already kind of t- touched on uh, some of the tips in ter- around, you know, improving this area of of connecting with our wives spiritually and not withholding, praying with and for. So we're, we've been talking about praying with a little bit. Yeah, I pray um, with, but I don't pray for. And praying sense. for is another one, right? And yeah. and I think that that one's really, really important. I think it's, 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 I don't know why it's so hard. I'll tell you. So here's my story around that. I got convicted and, you know, my recommendation to guys is make a list. Make a list of things that you want to pray to your wife, uh, pray for your wife. Um, you know, the other thing you can do is ask your wife, how can I pray for you today? Send her a text. How can I pray for you right now? I'm thinking about you. But l- l- let me, um, so I made this list. I'm going to read my list. Uh, and when I'm at my best, I do this every day. Uh, and when I'm not, which is often, this list will sit there and, you know, it'll, it literally will be either in my planner or on my desk and I'll see it and I won't do anything with it. And it'll kind of like be like, well, God knows I pray. For, God knows I want all that stuff for my wife. So I pray for her that she would have energy to pursue God and to pursue the things that she needs to do um, in and around, you know, maintaining our household and, and maintaining the relationships in our house. I pray that she would have an ever growing love for God. Um, I pray that she would have patience, particularly for me, um, that she would be filled with forgiveness so that she would feel forgiven and be able to offer forgiveness. Um, same with gentleness. Uh, I, pay, I pray that she would have a prioritization for our marriage. I pray for her physical health. Um, I pray that she would find, uh, well, that we would both find our purpose individually and in our marriage, because I think that there's a purpose. I think God has purpose for us as individuals, but I think he also has a purpose for us um, in, in marriage. Uh, and then this one's a little selfish, but I pray for her to um, be enthused or, or open to sexual intimacy, that, that it would be healthy and vibrant. Um, and <clears throat> I'm glad we're doing this episode because I need to recommit to doing that more regularly. Um, you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't be praying for my wife uh, on a daily basis and, and, and more so. Um, so make a list and, and, and ask her. Another thing that you can do is share verses. I don't know if you ever do this, Chris. You know, you see a verse that speaks to you. Text, text your wife the verse. Maybe put a prayer with it. Maybe not. Just I was thinking of you. This verse came when when i got this verse today no haven't have not explored that 
I haven't done yeah. it. I, I do it with other guys. Um, I know, right? We we find this easy to do with other right. men in our group, and yet um, for some reason it seems harder uh, with our wives. Like you know, what's because- been a blocker? What what's been a blocker? I think just mentally is has been this whole concept of you know accountability partners or sponsors in celebrate recovery specifically this program uh should not be of the opposite sex yes including your spouse definitely don't have your spouse as you know your accountability partner for recovery but why can't my spouse be my accountability partner for like general spirituality and 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 why can't we be connected in that and and i i really have mixed up I have, I have mixed up CR and spirituality in general as being in too intermingled in this particular case. So yeah, recovery has been my church and, and, you know, my method of spirituality, but, but Christianity is much larger than just celebrate recovery. And I guess I'm just coming to that realization right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. the the boundaries that we have in and around the context of recovery are critical and important, but they don't necessarily apply to our overall faith walk. Right. Right. I mean, some might, and some, some don't, right. Like, like the stuff that we talked about praise or, or, or when we, when, when we talk more about feelings here, you know, sharing feelings with my wife, good sharing feelings with some other woman, like you were talking about, where you were talking about God with these other women, not good, right? Those are yes. emotional affairs. <clears throat> so I, I think that's great. So praying with and for my wife, um, there's always opportunities. Uh, you know, one of the things that we do when we're at our best is I'll find a version plan for us to read at night. And that's a great spark for a prayer. Because if I'm feeling dry in terms of what I want to pray for, or when I'm praying with my wife and we're praying together, if I'm feeling like I, I can't think of anything, reading a devotional right before that and then praying whatever was in the devotional, heck, half the time the devotional includes a prayer. And so that's a that's really easy and natural and, and short. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a, a great way to end the day, connect, you know, hey, I'm going to read this devotional and we connect. Thank you, God. I love you. Good night. Right. You know, as much as I will, I will sort of paraphrase uh, Rick Warren here when he speaks about how do you want to know what your priorities are? Look at your bank account and your calendar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why bank account? Well, you know, where your money goes is kind of where your attention goes. And then with the calendar is wherever your time goes there your attention goes as well. So you have your money budget, your time budget. And so I'm, I'm this concept of, of time around spirituality and and intimacy anorexia here. And in terms of the topic of what we're talking about, um, if I'm not spending time spiritually in the word with prayer, literally just time together with my wife, and I'm focusing too much on my own personal walk with Christ, you know, we're, I feel like we're missing out on, um, for instance, now we tithe together. Like we hit the button on the phone when we're get when we're giving together and we pray together. Whereas it used to just be something that I did 
And then it became something that she did individually with her income. Now it's like incomes combined, tithe together, we hit the button together. And to me, it's it's been really, really nice to have that shared experience. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. That's, that's, that's the kind of intimacy that we're talking about. I think there's a couple of other things too. Um, obviously reading the Bible together. So yeah. maybe not even just a Bible plan, but at literally reading the word of God together. Does watching the chosen together count? <laughs> Absolutely. I have that on my list, watching yeah. faith-based movies and documentaries. Yeah. Um, the chosen is unbelievable. And, and, and what I've found is it's, it's very easy for us to watch an episode of the chosen and then go to the word of God and say, Hey, like, here's, here's what that, here's what it literally said in the Bible and look how well they portrayed it in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love doing that. And I, I, I feel like that helps grow us and connect us spiritually. Um, I don't know if you watched the, the Bible uh, that was like, a, no. I don't know, seven or eight episode series that was done back uh, uh, probably 2015 or so. Anyway, that one's really good too. They they actually have some Old Testament stories and New Testament stories both. Um, so that's it another one like I recommend. A, it sounds like an easy button. Like I it would is. like to say as a guy totally. hitting play, <laughs> you know, is he, is, <laughs> that sounds like an easy button. So I think it's not to be overused but also not to be ignored. <laughs> right. Yeah. For us, we, we watch that stuff on Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're watching it every night. Right. But once a week, it's like, Hey, there's a new episode of the chosen out and you know, let's watch it. Um, or let's rewatch one that we've seen before. Cause they're so good. Or mm-hmm. there's this, uh, a series on Jesus on Amazon prime. Let's watch that. You know? And it's, it's a great way to connect and learn about the Bible some more and uh, be followers and grow spiritually. Um, another one, and this was a piece that was missing for us for so long and I wanted it so bad and my wife just wasn't ready uh, is a couple small group. Mm. Uh, I think a couple small group is an awesome way to connect spiritually with each other, with other believers. You know, we're doing a, a, a a Bible study, um, but we're also starting, you know, we're doing life with these people. And um, for me, that's, it's been a really nice addition to our recovery lifestyle. We, uh, we how started much do one, you share? How much do you share with the, the other couples? Cause I, I'm really curious about that. Cause that, that sounds really scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I am selective in terms of details for sure because this is a mixed group. I mean, we're men and women, right? But I'm also the same guy in that's in our CR groups, like willing to be vulnerable, um, willing to point out all of my flaws and, and talk about stuff that with the hope that I'm making it easier for others to do the same. It's really, this is, this is a fascinating topic that we're touching on. Because this also points to the identity as a couple, because in a small group, you know, it, it, it really becomes like, okay, this is my identity now, because this is what I'm sharing with others in community. And this is now what they know about me. And that only continues to strengthen the bond. 
in a guy's only step study or open share for celebrate recovery, that's like a place of a very different, it's almost a very different conversation than like this shared identity as a couple. And not that it's two different personas, but it's, it's like a shared persona. And interestingly, yeah, yeah. you're right. So, so, you know, there are things, my wife would not be comfortable if I was sharing in our couple small group, the way I share in CR, right? So what, what our, our group knows that I'm in CR, they know that I started in CR, the way I describe it to our small group is, I started in CR when we were having problems in our marriage back in 2012. Mm. And that's really the extent of the details um, that I share. <clears throat> uh, you know, it would be triggering and hurtful to my wife if I was talking about having a porn addiction uh, or having an emotional affairs or, you know, feeling like I needed to jerk off every night to go to sleep. Like that's TMI in that scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. But in, 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 obviously we're doing it here, <laughs> which is out there for them to, to consume. So, um, but, Once but, again, but this, this is a different, this is a different setting in that, this this particular setting you know we've committed to hey whatever aspects of our story god wants to use here we go Amen. and so it's it's a little bit different if someone's pursuing that information like if a, one of the couples in your small group asked you hey you know we you know would you like to get together like um i don't know one and like they 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 were going through some struggles and you and your wife both agreed like, okay, maybe we should share some stuff with them. Maybe that would be different. Totally. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, and, and that actually happened early in recovery. We weren't, it wasn't part of a small group, but there was someone in her step study um, and she wanted me to talk to this lady's husband because, you know, he was struggling with, with denial and blame and rationalizations. And so a couple of times we sat down and had conversations and, you know, I was just doing my thing, trying to help. One last thing on spirituality. Um, uh, several years ago, someone turned me on to this thing called the E5 fast. So E5 standing for Ephesians 5, uh, which in Ephesians 5.25, it says, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. And, and basically this group uh, organizes, that might be a loose term, but they, they encourage men to do a 24 hour fast once a month on the first Wednesday of every month um, in honor of their, in honor of their wives or future wives even. So, so um, I've been doing that. I've been doing this for years. Um, It's, it's in my calendar. I know the first Wednesday of every month. I sometimes I wiggle it around like in, I'm actually in that fast right now. Uh, and I, I just pray that God uses this small sacrifice to, to glorify him, to honor my wife and to help b- us build a stronger relationship and marriage. Uh, okay. Hold, hold, hold the phone. So that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're taught we're, we're, we're tapping into something really interesting. So Ephesians 5, 25, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Um, that's a very specific kind of love. And then two, 
you know, you're mentioning that this particular group um, has introduced um, one 24 hour fast on the first Wednesday of every month. Is that the way that you've interpreted it? Or is that like their program is the first Wednesday of every month? Yeah, that's, that's just their program. I mean, I mean, you said um, when you read the verse uh, or recited the verse, you said that, that Christ's love is a very specific love and it's a sacrificial love, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and so this is a sacrificial symbol going without food for 24 hours as a symbol of my sacrifice to my wife. It's a very small sacrifice, but you know, I get hungry and I feel the hunger and it reminds me, Oh, okay. I'm doing this because I want to be more Christ-like. So uh, in terms of the recovery lifestyle, this is one more habit, one more tool, one more framework. I mean, we're, we're bringing all these things to you. If one works and one's not for you, or um, this one totally transformed things for you, or you want to suggest some, uh, feel free to reach out and send that. But, you know, where in the, where in the recovery lifestyle does, so this sounds like, um, so we have, you know, we have meetings, we have um, going to church, reading the Bible, which includes like a quiet time and a ritual and a routine. And, and so maybe it fits in sort of that, that category. How, how, how would you see it? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good, I, I've, I've thought about needing to sit down and think about some of these sort of satellite practices. Do they really, do they plug into the model that we've created? Do we need to adjust the model? Um, I don't think that that's critical as much as I, I love how you said it, right? It's like, hey, we're throwing these things out there. Um, for me, this is a, a spirituality discipline yeah. that I'm, I'm using to try and grow my spiritual, my faith muscles. Um, and this one of the guys that I've met in recovery turned me onto it. And I thought it was, it was a cool way to honor my wife mm. um, where it plugs in precisely into the recovery lifestyle map. I don't know. We should come up with that. But I will say that, you know, this has been an anchor piece of my recovery for a while now. Uh, I enjoy doing it. There's health benefits to it that I think are great. Um, and I feel like it's an obedience thing. You know, we're told in the Bible to, to fast oftentimes. Um, Jesus has, says, you know, the disciples come to him and say, how come get rid of these demons? Uh, and he says, well, these ones can only be gotten rid of by fasting and prayer. And it's like, okay, so prayer and fasting go hand in hand together. And there's the sacrifice piece. And it makes me feel like I'm, I'm doing uh, an act of obedience. And uh, it, it helps keep me grounded and, and grow me spiritually. There's, there's some stuff that I, I want to uh, unpack there. So, you know, specifically there are, some things that can only be removed through fasting and prayer, which is definitely like a spiritual reset button in some ways. But I, I also wanted to add um, one thing in the recovery lifestyle. I know we're straying a little bit away from this, but that recording this podcast has been an active 12 step for me and, mm -hmm. or uh principle eight for me. Um, and, 
continuing to share, bring this good news to others um, as a result of this, of a spiritual experience, um, help other guys go through the steps. And so that's how I see this as, as part of that lifestyle um, for me. So just wanted to add that we're currently in a recovery lifestyle activity late. Uh, I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, I meant gentlemen and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. How, this is our I, first virtual recording, so I don't know how many female <laughs> listeners we have. Uh, I think we've. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I know you and I have talked about it a little bit. While I'm not, I, I don't. I think that that women, particularly not your wife and not my wife, um, can learn a lot about their husband in recovery by listening to what we're doing here. Um, I agree. And so I don't, I don't dissuade any women from listening at all. Um, But it's not going to be something that I go around talking to women about like, Hey, you should check out my podcast. I agree. uh, Because um, in, you know, CR with, with a testimony, for instance, this past Friday night, it was a woman. And, and, and so from, from either perspective, men and women in, in, in this kind of setting, um, you know, obviously if we're sharing it on this podcast, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's out there. It's, it's in the open. Uh, we are creating this, you know, as an extension of what we're doing with a, um, a, a guys only recovery group. But if, if these stories and, and, and what we're talking about helps you and, and you are female listening to this and this helps you and, and, your marriage, things like that. Um, you know, def- we're definitely not dissuading you from continuing to follow along. Just um, understand where we're coming from. Right. And I would even go as far to say, you know, for some guys who are listening, um, asking their wife to listen to this wouldn't necessarily be bad for their marriage. In other words, you know, use our stuff and the things that we talk about and the mindset that we talk about to help illuminate the the essay thinking, the IA thinking, just really the overall a, a male addictive brain. Um, if that helps, use us as the bad guys, <laughs> use us as the, hey, at least I'm not as bad as these dudes. Yes. I, you know what? I, I bring it. I, I'm all for that. Awesome. Really. Awesome. So, uh, you know else? what, Chris? Go ahead. You, I'm thinking that we probably shouldn't even go into the other feelings. Let's talk about that next week. Yeah. And and be, because you just mentioned it, um, do you want to talk about what we're doing uh, here locally on Monday nights? Yeah, absolutely. Um, on Monday nights, so we have a we have a men's step study that has been meeting at a church in Laguna Hills called Hills Church OC. And we've been faithfully meeting there for over a year now. It was actually coming on as a second step study from another step study. Uh, and and this, this was a, a place where uh, we could continue to meet while the, the pandemic was going on. And um, just a, pl- a place that to me felt like we were, we were choosing recovery because in a, in a time when, 
Um, a lot of people were alone. We chose to be together. And I'm so grateful that this was in our lives. And now we're we're opening up uh, those Monday nights, the the before we go into our step study on Monday nights, all that time prior, starting at 6:30, we're doing uh, a typical CR open share. Um, and um, we'll even be bringing in more sort of traditional, CR ministry type stuff, like a teaching and a test and a testimony kind of switching off every week, having an open share. So it's pretty exciting that this, this, all this is kind of turned into um, starting a, not a brand new ministry because it's, it's a, an offshoot of CR, but we're going through the, the channels to, to, to get this done officially. And to me, the, it's a, it's a little scary. So to have other support and, and buy-in uh, would definitely be very reassuring. I'm just being real with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, this is an invitation to join us. Yes. Currently it's just men. Uh, Monday nights, 630 Hills Church OC, right off Oso and Cabot. If you're in the South Orange County area, uh, we'd love to have you. Um I, I, I want to just echo what Chris said about, you know, the gratitude that I feel towards Hills Church and Pastor Jeff um, allowing us to meet, you know, during the pandemic, isolation was not good for addicts. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I imagine that there were lots of new addictions formed and lots of relapses that have happened over the last 14 months. And, um, we chose to be together and chose to continue to work so that we wouldn't relapse so that we could stay in community stay connected to god stay connected to one another stay plugged into the recovery lifestyle and it's been a huge blessing and i think it's been a blessing for the guys that are part of the group and we would love to have you come and and join our group absolutely well we're gonna we're going to bring this to a close in, in the same way that we've done before with a, sort of an abbreviated open share on this topic of spirituality. Um, John, you want to kick us off? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, hey, you guys. My name is John. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm in recovery for sexual addiction, and I struggle with intimacy and anorexia. What's going on, John? Hey, guys. <clears throat> um, you know, this one should be easy. Uh <clears throat> And it's not. I um, became a believer through recovery. Uh, so I, 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 I still feel like I'm a new believer and I'm still trying to find my believer legs. Um, but that's a lame excuse. <clears throat> you know, how hard is it to pray with and for my wife? It's, it, it shouldn't be hard at all. Um, but it does require vulnerability. And that's something that, you know, is easier for me to be vulnerable with you guys and to pray with you guys than it is to be vulnerable and pray with my wife sometimes. And, and for that, you know, I'm grateful to have God's forgiveness. I want to be better. I want to be more consistent. I want to, I want the blessings that I know will come from aligning my will with God's will, both for me and for my wife and for our marriage. Thanks guys. I'm John. Thanks, John. (laughs) Oh, the snap. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll do the clap. Uh, uh, hey guys, I'm Chris, grateful believer in Jesus and recovery for alcohol, sex, porn, money, and codependency. Hey, Chris. 
Um, just general open share. I think what's been really nice has been that uh, CR Friday nights at Saddleback, you know, the big kahuna. The mothership, as they call it, has been, it's open. It's open again. And going back to um, some of those open share groups has been very renewing for my spirit to see um, and to hear the stories of others that are like one week sober, two weeks sober. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they just, the bomb just dropped, you know, and just have reminding my getting the reminder of like, that was you, buddy. That was me. I was that guy that came. And the only thing that I could pray was Lord help me. And, um, uh, I guess uh, I do consider myself a spiritual leader, but I'm also a baby spiritual leader. Like I've, like I've just been born and it's only been a couple of years that, that this walk has even taken place. So I, I have to recognize that as much as I feel like I'm mature, like I have a lot of growing up to do. And anytime I feel like I've made it or like we're here that we've arrived at some sort of destination of spirituality to realize that there's a million steps still to take. And that that's a beautiful part of the journey as well. Um, And to not step into denial and think that I've got it all figured out because I don't have it all figured out. And it's to continue to lay all these things at the foot of the cross and adopt this habit with my wife that I've been giving it to other people and kind of refusing to share spirituality with her um, until now. So that's where I'm at. Thanks, guys. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I know it's a cliche, like, you know, it's it's a it's the journey, not the destination. But but it's true. And and the recovery lifestyle is a lifestyle, not a cure. Right. It's, it's choices that I'm making to live a different life that centers around these three tenets that we talked about. Right. Meetings, church attendance and Bible reading, because that's going to make me a better Christian and a better man. And, you know, the uh, just really quick on Lake Forest, um, they they've really made a big push over the last few years to make CR all about the newcomer. And I think that that's brilliant and beautiful because of exactly how you described it. That was me. That could be me again. And I need to remember that. And I need to see that. And I need to use my story and, and my experience to help that guy get to where I am now so that he can help the next guy get to where we are now, right? And just mm-hmm. keep growing it and making stronger and stronger disciples and practicers of the recovery lifestyle. How do you feel about praying us out today? I love it. Heavenly Father, oh, Lord, thank you so much just for this time to be able to have a conversation around intimacy anorexia and and in this case about being the spiritual leaders of our households and being able to connect with you and connect with our wives and, and, and really just learning that it's, it's so easy for us to look back and say, Oh, we're so, we're falling short. We're falling short. And, and 
measuring the gap instead of the gain. But I encourage us all to look at how far we've come. And whether that's, you know, one hour sober or 12 years sober, those are victories. Help us celebrate those victories. Help us build on that momentum. Help us connect with you spiritually. Help us connect with our wives spiritually and help us be the spiritual leaders you made us to be. I ask this in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.